0: Drop the line into an advice show If they don't get it, then they don't get it Need an answer that maybe they'll know If they don't get it, then they don't get it Hear my sight for a minute Beginning to make fun of the pain that I am now living. What if their advice sucks? What if they give no fucks? What am I to do? They're making fun of me. On if I were you. What if I get the Game Boy? What if they're both too far People wreck out with Jews. They're making fun of me. On if I were you.
1: That was only the half of it. Really? That's right. I'm going to play the end of it at the end of the show. It was too good with too much to go. Too good to be true. Uh, that was a five for fighting. What if parody that he thought fitting because it has the line. What if I were you right in the actual song? Oh, yeah. yeah. Shout out to, I guess you can direct people to my band camp where I record real songs. Uh, Chris Byerly, B-Y-E-R-L-Y.bandcamp.com. You can check out my old band, Silver Fleet's Bandcamp, at silverfleet.bandcamp.com. Okay. He goes on to say if people want to check out something really cool, my previous employer, Meathead Movers, who supply people with free moves out of domestic violence situations, set up a campaign called Move to End DV. At move movetoenddv.org, it's a great way to let people in domestic violence situations, both men and women, know that there are a ton of options and ways to get help. He only gets one plug. You did Bandcamp. Okay, <laughs> we'll edit that whole <laughs> thing out. The, yeah, the one about oh. domestic violence support. What was the name of their thing? yeah move to end DV it's a it's a non-profit river, what it's yeah to to uh, help people out of domestic violence we're gonna have to edit that out because he already <laughs> plugged his band camp so let's try to stay focused <laughs> <laughs> holy shit you're a bleeding heart capitalist I love that about you <laughs> you just care about I guess the the final line or the the, the bottom budget. line the bottom dollar <laughs> the almighty dollar <laughs> Um, i love money and dollar bills last few episodes recorded in new york this episode recorded in la we're all over the place we're bi-coastal all over the map man overlapping enough uh as soon as i left new york a week ago eight days ago at this point i felt pressure in my sinai yeah. My ears were clogged. My my nose was watering, my eyes were watering, and then the snot started, the mucus, the headaches, the achy joints. Mm-hmm. The cold had set in fully yeah. by Sunday, Monday. Right. And it took me Monday to Monday basically now to feel better. Right. As I feel better, you come in today complaining that you think you're getting sick. I think I'm getting your sickness. <laughs> I think you gave me your cold. The cold I that I had got under, when I got in LA. You got, you were, I think I noticed you were sick in New York. Really? But you didn't want to say anything. I didn't. Not, you didn't feel comfortable I on the I, day. I honestly thought I did. I definitely, yeah, just, it, I would have felt comfortable to say something for sure. And then I pieced out to LA, but I had already, the damage was done. And then you didn't feel it for another 10 days. Until yesterday, My, yeah, I think it just said. But it. It just I got you. I think you got me. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's so weird. Like I felt like I had a mini cold like last week. I was like, "Oh, I just need two nights of sleep." And I, I started to feel Beat like a punch. Yeah, I felt like I was coming down with something. I slept. I think I got. I even got Nyquil. I like slept, and I felt completely fine. Does Nyquil give you extra sleep that you usually don't get? Do you feel that you've had a Nyquil Nyquil amount of sleep? I think I get a little nervous. Like I feel a cold coming on, and I need to rest. But I, I like get worked up in my head. Like I'm not going to get a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. So it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. So so I even with the NyQuil, Nyquil. To knock me out and to give me that nine that nine and a half <laughs> that nine quill that yeah that that needed nine from the nine quill and did it necessary, necessary nine <laughs> did it give it to you? Did you get yeah, that it yeah I felt nine? better. I really did feel better. And then like these last few nights I'm just like started to sniffle and I wake up <laughs> and I'm like, oh maybe it's just dry in here. Yeah, that's what I said in New York, too. It's probably just dry, yeah because it's then, so cold outside and hot inside and it's dry when it's hot right and it feels like today I just was I was attacked by these symptoms, <laughs> by your cold. <laughs> I don't think it was me or anything like that. Man, I'll never forgive you. Let's answer some cute. That's right. It's a bonus lightning round recording on a Monday. Just to date it, the Peloton ad is viral. Just so you know that we are on top of shit. We are on the day recording, uploading right away. How viral is that Peloton ad? It's the number one trending topic in America on my Twitter. I do think that Peloton must be happy. There's no that. such thing as bad publicity yeah. style. They uploaded a very cheesy, cringy ad and people are making fun of it to the point where now it's like the most talked about thing. But it's the most talked about thing on Twitter. Like Twitter is such a bullshit dumb platform fucking echo chamber liberal bullshit bubble bitch but i imagine i mean like that ad might just play really well to the majority of people in america and then a uh, minority of people on twitter are like this is dumb right and then <laughs> yeah everyone agrees there yeah it's i saw somebody said like this peloton ad is not playing well with people who would never buy a peloton yeah so it's like so who cares what you yeah sure keep making fun the of it and twitter god twitter sucks so much it really <laughs> goes from like the making fun of it to the making fun of the people making fun of it it's it's just a fucking <laughs> it's a pinball machine of bullshit actually one of our first um questions is sort of political leaning anyway we ask for people for people to give us questions on Twitter. So we can answer <laughs> as many platform, as possible. I think that everyone should delete. <laughs> <laughs> but before you do delete, feel free to ask us a question. Uh, we're gonna try to get through as many as possible. And Yoav Paz Priel, by the way, this is if I were you, the only advice show on the internet hosted by us, I'm Amir. Jake. Uh, Yoav Paz Priel writes, favorite 2020 Dem, let's get political on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, on a super Tuesday. <laughs> Do you have any preference between the Dems? Um, I kind—I really kind of don't right now. You just sort of like them all. I mean, yeah, I think they are all so much better than... Uh, the the alternative yeah it's like we're choosing between what's our favorite steak when the alternative is to stick our dick into a freaking bullet. so it's like i don't care if you like the t-bone or the ribeye right i just don't want a tea bag of <laughs> active blender right there's there's one that's there's one candidate that's sticking your cock in a vice <laughs> putting a knife against your taint and, and then the that, other debate is like how do you like your steak right health everyone's like okay we all agree that healthcare is a right that people should have but like we have different ways of paying for it i want to eliminate private insurance i don't (laughs) i don't know enough about these people's platforms to like get into the minutia of what separates an elizabeth warren from a kamala harris they all seem just smart uh compassionate people to me yeah they're all generally capable i think that like the the thing that's happening is, like, every you everyone always goes to who's electable. Like, the thing that everyone cares about is beating Trump. Yeah. I think there's, Who's like, got the best chance against Trump? And Donald. then I feel like people kind of work backwards. Like, you think Elizabeth Ward has the best chance for beating Trump, so you're also going to buy into her policies and try to sell people on that. Yeah, it's like, sure, tax the billionaires at 90% for every dollar they've earned above a billion. That does sound good. And then, like... Cory Booker wants to do a different kind of, like, wealth tax or something. Like, he doesn't want to uh, tax the rich in the same exact way. He wants to tax the rich in a slightly different way. Yeah. And you're like, no, Cory Booker's, <clears throat> like, he's in the pocket of the capitalists. or whatever. <laughs> like, he's, he's also pretty good. As long he's as he's anti-kids in cages. Yeah. And everyone's there. So I don't know. I don't have a, I don't think I really have a favorite because I, oh, that's the other problem. Everybody like talks about like who's the most electable and it always tends to be like Joe Biden, who's just Mm -hmm. the old white guy. And you're like, oh, so like electability is sort of a, it's a, a coy way of saying (laughs) not a woman and not black. Yeah. The younger, whiter, male,r the better. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mayor Pete's in the lead so far. I do like Mayor Pete. Snake Dugan Sports asks, "How did you two develop a personal sense of style and wardrobe?" You know that's a that's a great question. Remember when we interviewed the Lonely Island and they made the they like made fun of our clothes for a bunch of it. What did they say that we dressed alike? They were like, "No, no." They were like, "I remember when I used to dress like that." Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, you guys are three and a half years older than us." I didn't realize there was a difference. Yeah. And that you're making fun of me for wearing baggy jeans, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone was wearing baggy jeans that year. They were they were on the tight jean tip. I think. They I don't. I don't know if my personal sense of style or wardrobe has changed in the last ten years. Uh, I think just general style has changed. Like I'm still wearing a hoodie and jeans today than right. I was ten years ago. But when they did you stop buying your jeans boot cut? Like oh. I remember. There's a couple. There were moments when like your styles changed for sure yeah as I I marty influenced you in your sneaker sneakers yeah sneakers became a marty influence. jeans became marty influenced it's but- honestly probably just all goes <laughs> back to uh when marty started hanging out with us yeah but now jeans are becoming less skinny yeah there are always those like trends for instance like buttoning your shirt collar all the way up that was one that i could do i did that one are That's you still like, doing I- that no, I. I mean, it. I. It kind of depends. Sometimes I'll throw. I'll throw on a top button, but usually, on a polo, would you top button a polo? I might. Holy shit! I might. I might I'm not opposed to it. That's but cool. that's like a fun fashion trend because it's like it's one you can pull off with clothes you already own. Yeah, like I don't think I'm. You're wearing gonna, a flannel with a zipper. That's yeah. a unique decision. It's I've one, never seen like a, shirt a shirt like jacket. that. Jacket. Yeah, a, it's a shacket. A, yeah. This is a, I like this. That's a nice layering piece. (laughs) It is a nice layering piece. And I thank you for that. I think that moving back to New York made me change my fashion game a little bit. Because you have to wear different styles of seasons. Yeah. And there's like more opportunities to like dress for the elements. Like, oh, it's going to be hot. It's going to be cold. In LA, it's just like always kind of too hot. Well, it's in between like 50 and 100. Yeah. Not like between negative twenty and one hundred and thirty. Right. But even I, I guess like sometimes I feel like even in the winter, LA is like you're. You should just wear sneakers. You never wear cool shoes in LA. Like I sometimes try to wear cool shoes in New York, like big leather boots, and it's just like fifty eight degrees and yeah. partly. Cloudy. I would never <laughs> wear boots in LA. I was always <laughs> was wearing sneakers. But in L- in New York, I sometimes wear boots. But wait, what was the question? How did we develop our own style? Yeah. Does he mean different from one another or just in general? I think in general. Uh yeah, I don't know. I, I wear what's comfortable but like nicer versions of that. So whereas I used to buy jet, like gap hoodies, now I buy like nicer hoodies from Nordstroms. So yeah. it's still a hoodie, but it's like a little classier. Now you wear Vince. <laughs> yeah, but it's still a hoodie. But the inside is gray and the outside is blue. Yeah, I Instead guess. Instead of have a jam always... hoodie. Yeah. I do like hoodies still, mm-hmm. and I still like flannels. Nothing's really changed. Um, uh, Lieutenant Lunchables writes Amir, did you like D and I did your not another D and D podcast yesterday. No spoilers, but that, I recorded an episode. That is right. Um, I didn't realize how numbers heavy the game was. There was so much rolling and so much like up to chance and so much arithmetic happening. Right, I would have assumed that would have dissuaded you from getting into it originally. Yeah, I actually, I really like the rolling of the die. It's like you're rolling a dice, and then it's like roll two six sided dies and one eight sided die, and then go to your sheet and add a fourth number to that thing. Right. Well, the the modifiers become kind of like second nature. Like when you're when Murph is like roll to see if you hit, you didn't know which die to roll. Yeah, but like so if you but if you play you're like i know like i always roll the 20 sided die yeah and then your modifier which is like you were like i have to keep on going back to your sheet but if right. you play like one or two times you would be like oh my modifier is this. i know what my modifier and is. then like as you level up your modifier goes up so yeah. you're like if i mean like i think i add either a, i think i I just said that I that you know it automatically. But I'm pretty positive I add a 12 Jesus. to whatever whatever my attack roll is. Oh wow. So even if I roll like a 9, it's like a 21. To yeah, hit. and if you roll a that's, 20, that's a 32. Yeah. That's so that's a like, lot. As you well cuz I'm level 14, I get better. You get better as you play. So it's more exciting. Like when you're a lower level, you have I don't know, none of it means that much cuz you're like, "Oh, I add 4." Right. Is that I have to roll. Some really of it high. was not even adding anything. Right. Because I was a weakling on the day. Yeah. But like the, the more you, it, it it's interesting because like the more you get to add, like your when your modifiers are going up, you do, you crave those things because it all gets added to your rolls. Right. You're just trying to roll high. Yeah. So it's sort of like that. I mean, I would think that it would help or that it would tickle something for you because it's, like, a little gambly. Yeah, when you, it like, is. The way you were rolling your dice, it looked like you were playing Crash. <laughs> Seven, a winner. No, it's actually not a lot uh, of damage that you did to the bad guy. So it was a crash course in D&D, which was interesting. But then it was also, we were being recorded, so I was, like, trying to be funny as I'm learning this game mm-hmm. without ruining the game because I didn't want to just come on there and sort of, like ruin the chemistry of the other four people who have been playing for two years straight. Right, it must have been hard for you, like you, because you've have you ever listened to an episode of that show? Uh, yes, uh, the first few. Oh, you did listen to a few? Yeah. Wow, that's really nice of you, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you listen to it when you were knew you were coming on, or had no, you listened like before a year, you a year when it came well. out? Yeah, just because I was so curious. What is Dungeons and Dragons? Right. So, but did then when you're playing, like... it felt so different. Yeah. Cause I mean, that was like so early in the campaign. We we're all such low levels. There isn't really any camaraderie yet. Yeah. Now we're like, we are all like the, all of us playing are like best friends in the campaign. <laughs> yeah. There's inside jokes. We we're like, so much of our show is also like callbacks and stuff. It was also like inside jokes that you guys were saying so blindly. I'm like, was that a joke? Or is that like just what you call that now? Right. <laughs> like When you roll a two, you say shout out to the two crew instead of two oh yeah so it's like you rolled and then you went shout out to the two crew i'm like what'd you get (laughs) stop rolling what did you get grabbing your wrist (laughs) i think you i want to play uh you held your own though you did a good job that's good i guess the audience will ultimately decide how i did that episode comes out uh the week of christmas sweet um but i liked it i liked playing indeed um Does Jake's family, asks Tamir, a.k.a. in Yankees, does Jake's family like Amir more than Amir's family likes Jake or vice versa? Does Wait, what is the question? Does my family like you more or does your family like me more? That's a good question. I really think they like us the same. Mm, I was going to say your family likes me more. Oh, you don't think your family likes me? I do, but, like, my family's a lot colder than your family. Like, no, my mom's not going to hug you and be like, I love you so much. She, oh my your mom God. does hug me and tell me that. Really? Well, yeah. she it, over text, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's very emotionally and, uh, or emotional and uh, polite over text. It is like, funny how, like, when she texts me with, like, so many heart emojis <laughs> and, like... <laughs> winky faces and wine glasses. Yeah, and... But then you like see her like how are you? She's like good, yeah. (laughs) She she doesn't see. But I who's texting for you, mom? uh, I think yeah, no, I think your family, uh, your family is just warmer and has more love in their hearts. Well, not my dad. Yeah, your dad. My entire family is like your dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe they love each other. The it's an equal amount, but I feel more love because your family is more sweet and overt about it. Right. I mean, my mom like. Yeah, my mom is very very uh verbose and, yeah. and de- declarative of her love. It would be sure. fun if your mom texted like my mom acted. So it was just like short. Oh, I could, sarcastic yeah. texts. You would I I could imagine that, but that's also not true. She texts <laughs> when unlike our family thread uh she'll send something and as every kid responds, uh she responds to everyone like <laughs> so much love, a lot of heart emojis. Indeed. Uh love Let's see, new person. Okay, Nicholas Patcheck distweet writes: Would you rather be able to speak in any language or talk to animals? Speak in any language or, or talk, talk to. to animals. That's a good. Would you rather? Yeah, because they're I- both great. Um, yeah, because like, what's more impressive? <laughs> Probably animals. Because nobody else on earth can do that. But no one would believe you. Yeah. Like, did anyone believe Dr. Doolittle could talk to animals? <laughs> or did or were they, they just, just think like, he was you're a really intuitive veterinarian. <laughs> How did you know the ostrich had a flu? Yeah, it and told me so. Even then, like, what would you really glean from animals? Like, because do you think that the animals are wise when you're talking to them? Or do you talk to a chicken and it's just like...
0: I laid an egg!
1: I did an egg! I'm scared of the dog! Yeah. Do I want to talk to my dog, or is it just him saying, food, 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 Is that food? food." Is that food? I have to shit. I have to shit. I have to shit. Wake up. I want a banana. Well, yeah, I guess I'd rather have gone to Portugal and been fluent other than hearing my dog say food a lot. I think it's probably more enriching to be able to speak any language. I'll go speak any language. And I'll go animal because I can monetize that skill. I'm a one in a billion, and you're just a fucking cunning linguist. (laughs) Any language. I wonder if there's someone in the world that speaks every single language. It can't be, right? No, I don't think so. (laughs) But, like, if you're close, you might as well just dedicate your life to it. Actually, I guess there probably are people that speak in every single language. That's a good question. I'll do a Google search during the break. Does anyone speak every single language? <laughs> How random is that? And like- <laughs> do another Google search. Can I talk to a pig? <laughs> Fuck How it. do I know what a pig needs? I want to speak to a pigeon in <laughs> Japanese. Um, all right, let's take a break. I'll search that. We'll come back with even more lightning round based questions after this. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah, that's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's So it's they have 24 seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code. You can design mm-hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the Internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. that's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com fitness it's nah. a it's an anti-movement really oh, it's that's a non-movement good. That's movement a, is anti-movement yeah. <laughs> one anti-movement seems uh i'll like have to be. check it out later actually let me look right now anti-movement.com is not available don't yeah. buy that one okay yeah, yeah. i wouldn't but so it's more of a fitness yeah it's more of a fitness nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A fitness, nah thing <laughs> yeah uh squarespace ai also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website they can generate instant personalized results Check out Squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to Squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we're back. I got some great data just in a few quick Google searches about can anybody speak every language? Let's hear it. The most famous hyper polyglot, uh, polyglot is someone who speaks many languages, was probably Giuseppe Mezzofanti, a (laughs) 19th century Italian cardinal who is reputed to speak 72 languages. The claim sounds preposterous if you assume each language has 20,000 words, and Mezzofanti could barely, sorry, could remember a word infallibly after meeting it only once. He'd still have to learn a word a minute 12 hours a day for five and a half years. Not likely. But Mezzofanti was constantly tested by critics, and they were all impressed. One even called him the devil because it was uncanny <laughs> skill. <laughs> even if the stories are exaggerated. Was such a critic, he thought he was the devil. <laughs> he was clearly some kind of linguistic superstar. So this guy claimed to have learned 72 languages according to this um, spinner.cofc.edu. How many languages are there? So that's what I searched too. This guy learned 72 languages. How many languages are there? How many languages do you think? I guess... 73. <laughs> no, I think I think there's 300. There are roughly 6500 spoken thought... languages in the world. However, 2000 of those languages have a fe- have fewer than 1000 speakers. So somewhere in the 5000 range. That's nuts, yes. Th- I mean like now if you knowing that, what do you what do you choose? You still want to talk to a fucking <laughs> <laughs> Seahorses and shit. <laughs> or, you know, or, talk to a howler monkey. I guess knowing that, like knowing that the record is somebody heard of somebody knowing 70 and then you're walking in there with seven grand under your belt. Some of which are only spoken by 2,000 people on earth. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk to a fucking horse. And would you say, like, if somebody's like, what happened? Like, how did you... How did you learn all these languages? Would you be like, I just woke up and I knew them. Or would you be like, I studied meticulously. I would say, I'm the devil. (laughs) All right. Would you rather know 50 languages or never have a cold again? Mm, 50 languages. That's cool. All right. 50 languages are twice as many colds as you'll have. Um. Wait. So I either know fifty <laughs> languages, or I'll get sick twice as often. No, t- I choose the languages. <laughs> Fuck. All right, I messed that up, but I have to give it to you. God damn it! I'm yes, a bad,
0: I'm a bad. I'm invincible.
1: Genie. <laughs> Yo soy invincible. <laughs> Your nose is running. Okay, sorry, I gave you the wrong one. Um, let's see here. What's the most embarrassing way you've ever asked someone out, says Skilloose. Oh, didn't you just pull this up? Yeah, the I sent someone a Instagram DM that we had met on the road saying, do you want to hang out? And then it was like, <laughs> yes or no, please give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. <laughs> it was like a note <laughs> that I think you and I typed out together, which is awful. <laughs> everything's awful because the response was a thumbs down. Right. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Absolutely deserved and earned a thumbs down for the lengths I went to to send this person a DM. Um, That's a good one that hops off the brain. I don't know. Other than that, do you have an embarrassing moment where you ask someone out? I think there was a time when I used to like have this really bad habit of like getting drunk and writing a Facebook message to someone Hmm. and there's one time that I can remember like telling someone at like midnight on Facebook that we should go on a date. And then I woke up and I was like, Oh man, I sent that. (laughs) And then she had written back and said, no. (laughs) And And rather than just take the L, I, I try. I crafted a response that was like, "No big deal." Also, I didn't send that. <laughs> I, I didn't send it. I was like, I blamed it on my friend sending it <laughs> as a goof. All right, I'll go out with you. Really? <laughs> Fuck. It is. It was very weird that I tried to that I tried to weasel my way out of like, just just. Let's try just try to save face a little bit. Just so mad. you know, you didn't reject me. <laughs> yeah. Why? What? Because the devil sent that. What did I have to gain from that? AKA me but in I did. a drunken I, I, state. Yeah. I feel like there's, I've, I've asked people out in cringy ways all the time, but the only ones you remember are the ones where they say no. Yeah. Uh, Owen, that Cahill, Cahill kid asks, what's the best movie you've seen this year? Ooh, you've seen some good ones. I saw Parasite. That was good. I saw the lighthouse recently. That was fine. I hated Joker, of course. Yeah. But one of the best movies I've seen recently was Jojo Rabbit. You? Liked I don't remember. It a lot. Yeah, I love that movie. I don't remember other movies I saw like in January, and February. But I do remember Jojo Rabbit was great. I never remember movies that I, I saw. Parasite, and I was like, thought it was fine, but I yeah. was mad that. People are like, it's the best movie of the year. Like, It wasn't wasn't that good. It was pretty good. Yeah, but now you can't remember a better movie. Right. Well, only because you said Parasite and because I sort of got into a small argument with Jill about (laughs) not being good. (laughs) You raised your voice. (laughs) You don't remember a good movie? Um, Oh, didn't you love the Jonah Hill movie? Oh, what? uh, Like mid-90s? Mid-90s? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I was mad that I liked that movie as much (laughs) as I did. Uh, That was this year, I think. Was that this year? I thought it was last year. And right. I, I mean, I watched it at home. Yeah. You might've seen it this year. Uh, the the like, yeah, like the hero, the kid's hero in that movie gives him like such an amazing moving speech. Wow. It does such a good job that I was floored that Jonah Hill wrote it because <laughs> it was like really beautiful. And I hated Jonah Hill for that. You know what movie everyone loves is the Shia LaBeouf movie, Honey Boy. Honey we Boy. We should see that. We should. We love Shia. Yeah. <laughs> the Beef? I guess he wrote this amazing film about his childhood. That's awesome. Um, let's see here. But doesn't he like play his dad in it? Yeah. Something like that. Um, What race did you play on Nadpod? writes Martin SPCX. It's a spoiler. Don't tell anybody. Okay. How many races are there? Um, I think there's like... I mean, it depends because like in the main... D&D like the main playable races, I think there's like 10 or something, I'm not entirely sure. There's like the the standard ones. What elf, is yours? Dwarf, half. Um hard one is a half elf, but originally I was a human. So you can be anything and you chose human. Humans are very well-rounded, cool characters that are awesome. Aragorn was a human. He's pretty damn heroic. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Actually, I'd like to re-record mine with human. I didn't know that <laughs> was not. Right, well, so offer. now everyone knows you weren't a human. <laughs> Enough spoilers, man. Alex Quintana asks, how fast are you guys? Mile per hour. Love like f- at running? Yeah, how fast do you... How many miles per hour do you think you can run? Um, I don't know. What's the average? I think like jogging is six miles per hour. I probably... Oh, yeah. That's like a 10-minute mile. Right. Um, I guess I... That's... About right. I think I run a nine-minute mile when I go on a jog. But if you can sprint, what's your max speed? Maybe we can hit nine or ten miles per hour. That'd I be a fun sp- thing to I measure. I can't sprint very, very fast. You could sprint pretty fast. We used to sprint. Yeah, we used to. I don't <laughs> know if I could do it anymore because of your feet. Uh, I think I'm just like out of out of practice. I, I'm more of a. Um, a, uh, what's it called? Like Distance? Endurance? Endurance, yeah. I'm an endurance athlete. I don't have a lot of explosive power. That's cool. Uh, NBA. Excuse me. What about you, man? How fast <laughs> do you think you could sprint? Are uh, you more of an ex- explosion? 23 miles per hour? What? It's, it's really rough. good. <laughs> yeah. I think that's Usain Bolt's record, something in that lower 20s. Um, if you had to move to the Midwest, where would it be? Asks The Real Days. D Hayes, the real D Hayes. The Midwest. So we're talking Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Iowa. I like all of those places. Um, I would I think Michigan. I like I I think Michigan's a cool state. What city? Um, Lansing. That's awesome. You can no, go to Michigan State University. I think I think I would do I like I really like Ann Arbor. Oh yeah, Ann Arbor is great. I like a good college town. Everyone really rallies together behind something yeah. once a week. I feel like M- Madison, Madison, Wisconsin was real nice. Yeah, um, Ann Arbor and more than Chicago. I honestly think I would do that stuff over Chicago because Chicago's too big, too cold, too windy. Yeah, all of those things. Um, and I'm just I'm looking at a quick map. I don't know if I'm not sure I would do minnesota it's too cold man oh it's freezing i think the coldest night i've experienced was minnesota i think it was like negative eight or something yeah. and like i couldn't even wait for a lift outside like the uber was coming in two minutes I'm like i can't i'm sorry yeah my but, eyes burn <laughs> there but i mean i guess michigan's pretty damn cold too yeah i i do i'm i'm more into wisconsin or michigan over chicago man for real for real and I'll choose Chicago just because I need that big city vibe. That Otherwise, that deep dish. <laughs> I deep don't even dish. like deep dish. Uh, what's a mildly impressive skill you have, writes Frisbee Dick. <laughs> Great Twitter handle. <laughs> you don't think his dick is actually like that? <laughs> you think it's a disc-like cock? <laughs> it's a discus dixus? You think his dick is a discus? Mild? Did you know I can roll my stomach? Yeah, good. I did know that. So roll up, roll down. Roll up, roll down. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty solid. <laughs> not solid enough. What's a mildly impressive skill you have? I can turn my belly button inside out. You can me? Like I haven't any, but if I... I don't okay. know if I can still do it, actually. Let me see. I can sort of like... <laughs> oh, oh, my God, it's still going. Jesus Christ, it looks like a A battery. It's like not connected. Oh you yeah. have a fucking umbilical cord. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm gonna tug it. I have to stand up, but I can I can used to be able to turn it fully into an Audi. Like a pink sock of sorts. Yeah, like I can belly. yank on it, twist it, and it'll stay an Audi for like a few seconds. I can skip it and bop it and it'll stay like that. <laughs> so a... you can roll your stomach and I can turn mine right inside out, man. oh <laughs> well, your spleen's coming out of your hole. Oh, damn right. Um let's see here. Will you and Jake ever go on hot ones? writes Tom Troy 8. What is hot ones? It's that YouTube interview where you are eating super spicy food while it's happening. Oh, I don't think I would do that. But on the plus side, it's a very viral popular channel, so you can reach millions of people. But on the bottom side, you'd have to burn your mouth. Yeah. I guess like stuff like that always makes me a little sad. Like it's It's just like, I don't know, a real star, someone, I don't think they would really do that, you know? You can't really picture Damon going on that. Yeah, but like Paul Rudd was on it recently. He had that very Twitterable moment of, look at us. Did anyone ever think we'd be here? That was Paul Rudd on The Hot Ones. That's cool. I guess Paul Rudd can do anything because <laughs> he's famous enough that it, when he does something low status, it's cool. Yeah. So he's sort of an everyman. But I think it's, yeah, if you're worried about your status, I think it's a good look career-wise to be on The Hot Ones. But would you be able to handle the heat? I can handle I just don't like hurting myself for an interview. I always resent shit like that. Yeah. Especially after the fact. Do something painful for me. <laughs> and for what? Publicity? I have nothing to get the word out about. Uh, Bree row your Bree row yo boat. Bree, yeah, she chose that name. Bree row yo boat. Yep. On Twitter, asks, "Fuck Mary, kill Kendall, Greg, and Roman from Succession." Mm-hmm. And then, what game show would you be the best contestant at? Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, Kendall, Greg, and Roman. Fuck, marry, kill. All right, kill. I guess kill your least favorite one. Well, but it's it's got to be about like what you want. Kendall is broken. Who would you want to marry, I guess? I'd want to marry Roman. Right, because he's funny. He's on funny. On purpose. He's funny. He has direct access to the wealth. And if you want access, you need Roman. And he's access. also kind of like um non-sexual so i wouldn't have to have sex with him a lot that's and true. i wouldn't be attracted to him yeah it's like him and jerry's relationship and then i guess i'd fuck greg because he's of he soft yeah yeah and then i'd kill kendall yeah i think that's my answer too because i don't want to hang out i don't want to fuck or marry kendall right so he gets the kill yeah and i don't want to hang out with roman the most and greg is probably the most attractive of the three yeah I could, I could definitely, att- I could see that. That's, what, that's true. What game show would you They're be- all great, by the way, though. What game show would you be the best contestant at? Price is Right. Oh. Because it doesn't really take that much skill. It's more gut and listening <laughs> to the audience yell. Uh, higher or lower? Help! <laughs> lower? <laughs> higher? <laughs> Why? I'm scared, Bob. <laughs> yeah, the... Jeopardy I'd definitely be bad at. Um yeah, Jeopardy is American really hard. Ninja Warrior maybe. That'll be sad. Like compared to the real ninjas that are doing it. Um who what would you what would you be the best at? Um I think I'd be pretty good at Family Feud, where like we asked a hundred people, and this is the most popular. Oh answers. yeah, I would be good at Family Feud too. Yeah, like what time is dinner? Yeah, yeah, right. That's what, a good, What's a good furniture piece to have in a den? <laughs> oh, <the> accent chair. <laughs> <That's right>. no. <laughs> no. Fuck, <laughs> grandfather clock. <laughs> I, I don't know, Steve. <laughs> I'm I'm nervous. <laughs> I said I would be on a different show. <laughs> It always seems easy from your fucking recliner. Oh, that's one. God damn it. Recliner. Uh, Heart-shaped box writes, they say never meet your heroes. Who are your heroes that you don't want to meet for fear of disappointment? Hmm. Probably a basketball player for me. Right. Because I don't know their personality. Like, what if I meet fucking... Lamar Odom, and he's mean to me because right. he's busy and dealing with his own <laughs> shit. And I'm like, hello, you're the man. <laughs> Thanks for the two titles. And he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> what? But you did meet your hero, Rick Fox, and that kind of worked out. Yeah, he was the man. That was that was one, the one example of meeting your heroes that, that worked out really well. I feel like most of my heroes... Um, yeah, who... I don't know if I have a hero. That's cool. No, like, I, I guess think. your father, right? <laughs> yeah, but like, would he want to spend time with me? <laughs> I don't know what it'd be like to meet and hang with him. <laughs> My old man. Um, What about a music man? A Tom DeLonge type? Yeah, I guess if I met Tom DeLonge, there's a decent chance I'd be disappointed because he'd be like wanting to talk to me about aliens <laughs> a lot. Do you think we're alone? <laughs> Tom. <laughs> what? Just, Tell me what you were feeling when you wrote pathetic. The universe is ever expanding. What are the odds that we're the only ones here right now? Uh, all right, that was cool. You're singing a little bit, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm having heartburn. <laughs> hey mom, there's something in the back room. <laughs> Can you grab me a Tums, man? You wrote a song about aliens existing. We should it was have called it Aliens Exist. Really? Yeah, I don't remember. Is it good? Uh, yeah, it's kind of good. Uh, Ollie Swift 182 asks, what's the fourth best ice cream flavor? 182. I love it. Um, fourth best ice cream flavor, goats, chocolate, (laughs) all the rest are bad. So I'll say number four is fucking mint. (laughs) Oh no, chocolate, then coffee, then the rest are bad. You don't like strawberry? You don't like vanilla? Gross, no. Ew. Vanilla I, ice of the cream li- is I don't gross really like to you. the other ones. You don't like chocolate Maybe. ice cream? I like it in very, very rare sir I don't like ice cream. I'm not a fan. I'll go strawberry as my fourth fave. Fourth? No. Strawberry's so far last. <laughs> Vanilla. Because number one is chocolate. Number two is coffee. Number three is cookie dough. Number four is vanilla. Unless you <laughs> cookie can dough do is milk chocolate or with dark cookie chocolate. dough. Your third favorite is vanilla with cookie dough. Your least favorite is vanilla without cookie dough? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you Next fuck question yourself. Favorite horror movies? Go. <laughs> Best horse. <laughs> favorite horror. Uh, I don't like horror Tom. movies either. You don't like any horror movies? Um. I liked, um, no, I don't like any horror movies. I don't like to be afraid. I guess. Did you like Blair Witch? Did you like the sixth sense? The sixth sense I think is good because it's still fucking scary. The Blair Witch in retrospect was stupid and it gave me a migraine. The shining. (laughs) Migraine. Specifically a migraine. <laughs> it wasn't a headache. It was a tension migraine. I grew up after the Blair Witch Project because it's fucking so, it's so fucking blurry. It gives you, it gives you emotion sickness, man. <laughs> and, the kids keep, they're, and they're all inexpert. Very <laughs> the village gave me food poisoning. What's the what's the Jordan Peele movie? Us? Oh, Get no. Out. Get Out. Yeah, that one's perfect. All right. So good that I didn't remember the name. But wait, what's, what's yours? Does American Psycho count? does kill people i would think that's more of a thriller than a horror fuck the shining that's a horror i said the shining yeah i'll go the shining okay shout out to he's right behind you a horror movie podcast hosted by one avital my girlfriend so if you want to hear me talk about horror movies i've been on that show he's right behind you i'm supposed to go on that to talk about the terror oh that's a horror miniseries indeed um your mom LOL roasted asks if you had to pick different names which would you pick and why Nice I'd go Jack <laughs> You don't you borderline do that already Yeah You also say Josh a lot mm-hmm. You got to go Jay I think Jack <laughs> Uh I like Sam and I've been toying with Elliot recently <laughs> You have been toying with Elliot. You changed your name on our company Slack to Elliot and yeah. updated the photo to be a picture of Marty's dad. But with Elliot, it's always hard with how many L's, how many T's. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's, it's not too worth it. the effort. You want it easy to spell. Like Sam. Sam. Jack. Bobby. Rafe. <laughs> Wait, no. R-A-E-F-E. That's not even how you would spell it. Rafe. Rafe. Um, let's see here. Does, uh, Kimmy Parsons says, does rejected jokes, a.k.a. Ben Schwartz, like Otis Redding? I can probably say for a fact he does. He loves old soul music. Will you guys ever make it to New Zealand, asks Kimmy Parsons as well. NZ, we've been twice now, but we have never done a show there. We'll come back. We'll always come back. I would love to do a show in New Zealand. Um, when are you guys doing a show in Dubai? Asked Abby Godico. Uh, that'd be cool to go to Dubai. I can't imagine we'd have a good show there. Um, NN Ilkman writes, oh, it's kind of like milkman, but the M is two N's. Nice. What's the perfect holiday food? I'll specify it to Thanksgiving slash Christmas. Where do you land on the turkey thing? I don't think Thanksgiving food is good at all. Zero percent good. I don't think any of it's that good. You don't like the sweet potatoes and you don't like the turkey. I don't like the turkey. I don't like the sweet potatoes. I'll tell you what. My in law makes brisket now. Oh, which is goat That's Hanukkah great. chic. I love that. I think Hanukkah actually does have the best food because of the latkes. Wow. Yeah. It's, Hanukkah's thing is that it's all deep fried. Yeah. So it, the potatoes is part with it. sour cream is like game over. That shit's the best. But I mean, the best food is Fourth of, is like Fourth of July food. Barbecue. barbecue. It's it's hot dogs. It's hamburgers. That's what's my favorite. I mean, without Thanksgiving, we got to assume turkey would be completely obsolete. No what? one's baking a whole turkey. It's hard to make, right. and then it's not worth the effort it's at all. Worth it. What is the what's the Christmas food? Fucking ham. Yeah. Have you ever gone ham on a ham? I don't think ha- I don't think Christmas food is very good either. What else is there besides ham? What do people do? I don't know. It's weird because I'm, I'm not like, a Christmas do, guy. My Christmas is. I don't. Th- I'm pretty sure we always do lasagna, which is not like <laughs> Christmas food. It's just my family's weird tradition. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a lasagna Christmas. Have you? Did your mom ever make that? Like out of the oven comes a giant spiral ham. Of course not. My mom, <laughs> bless her soul, she didn't have fucking time to do that. But did she or make the turkey? How? I don't think Who's she making made the it? turkey in your childhood Thanksgivings. I think. I'm pretty sure that my dad did. Maybe my mom did a couple times, my grandma used to. It was and I mean my mom my mom is uh like a vegan now. So like Whoa. she's not cooking us turkey, a full ham. She'll something she will cook us chicken though cuz she knows we love it. Johnny Esports asks, "I'm pooping right now. Should I wipe sitting or standing?" I didn't know that was a common debate until I saw it on the internet a few years ago. Yeah, I remember being... But you know what's funny? I remember being completely floored at the time when I saw that, that anyone sat to wipe. Really? So you stood to wipe. When I was in high school is when I found out that other people sat down. And I was like, what are you talking about? You stand. How do you stand and wipe? When you stand, don't your butt cheeks close for business? It makes no sense to me now. (laughs) Like there's no reason to stand and what, like you, you can't you poop and then you stand pressing the shit into your ass cheeks. And I guess then you, you wipe. You can almost stand, but still squat. So it's like you're doing a right angle stand.
0: Yeah. That I mean, seems really, a lot really harder. what you should
1: do is get a, get the bidet, mm. but it, that all but takes then you need place to sit. sitting down as well. You sit, you spray, you wipe, you pat dry. That's what you need. You sit, you spray, you bidet. Yeah. Back in the day, did you guys ever see yourself having your own podcast network, right, Sean Wiseby 11, before podcasts even existed? It's 1995. Did you ever imagine running one? I, I would think that, I think the more interesting version of this question is when we launched HeadGum, did you think we'd be this involved mm. today? Maybe not. Our goal was to just like help push it and launch it and then sort of take a step back. Yeah. Now I like it, but at the time like when we launched Headgum, I was like, Oh yeah, we'll we'll uh help the shows get traffic and then there'll be other people that do everything. Right. And there's sort of our other people that do everything. But we are We definitely do the least. Yeah, we do the least. So that part happened. But we're still involved day to day. Yeah. We're there. Uh, when will Jake do a high and mighty power hour? Writes Fishy Phelps. First of all, would you ever do a high and mighty power hour? I genuinely don't think so for two reasons. Um, you One, had a falling out with John Gabriel. <laughs> I I can't burp, huh? I can't burp. You can fart. I can I can fart. But if I was if I were on stage, drinking shot after shot of beer, I would get such bad acid reflux, acid like the reflux gas would that I wouldn't trapped. be, I would be like physically uncomfortable and wouldn't know what to do. Like before I long before I got, what do you do when you drink like two beers? Don't you feel that gas? I usually don't drink two beers, but you Somet- have before. Yeah. Sometimes I, the most I drink it before I start to feel that is like a beer and a half. And then That's what do you do with your burps that are trapped? Um, I, if I, oh, I do this all the time. If I really need to, I'll just like pull I'll pull the trigger. I'll like hit my uh, gag reflex and it's an explosive burp that reverberates the bathroom. Have you done that in public? Like you're at a beer hall. You've had two beers. You're like, excuse me. I do it at restaurants all the time. (laughs) At restaurants? Yeah. You don't like excuse yourself and go to the bathroom and do it. Oh, no. I I go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not at the table going, no, no. I, I have to stick my finger down my throat. Are you over a toilet just in case? I never throw up, but, uh, I, I, no, I just, I go, I, I basically, I hit my gag reflex. I, it sounds like, like that that. was a burp. That was gas being released. Yeah. Oh my God. So much. It's like such a loud, like croak. You can't burp. Can you learn how to burp? Is there something physiologically wrong with you? Burping is like natural, like babies burp. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't like make myself burp i'll there's times when i'll like do something that sounds kind of like a burp if i drink a lot of carbonated thing and i maybe it just like sounds like eh. i don't know <laughs> it doesn't i it's definitely not like a burp i do not interesting very interesting. you didn't know that i feel like i talked about that before i've seen you pull the trigger to burp but i thought it was like that's when it was severe not like this is for every burp i've ever had yeah, I mean, most of the time, I th- I think farting gets the job done. Like, what do you I don't do with usually... the Lacroix? People burp after a single seltzer water. That one's manageable. I don't really burp. I, I I it doesn't it doesn't that doesn't hurt me. Interesting. And if I drink one beer, I don't I don't always have to like pull my trigger to burp. It's, All right. It's it's case by case. I feel it in my stomach. But yeah. that's the re- that's the main reason why I can't do the power hour. The other one is that I I just I can't imagine. I would be so hungover. So one, I can't burp. The other is that I don't think I want to. You haven't had that that much to drink recently? I probably have, but like, man, I would just not be, I don't know. I don't think I could, it does not appeal to me. Tommy G, last few ones. Tommy G, what's your favorite type of rice? Um, wild. That's cool. I'll go chicken fried. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Uh... What's your mom's shoe size, Cameron Surf? Eight. My mom's a 10. And I'm not talking about her shoe size. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, here's a good one to end on. Brennan Spinney asks, what's the most you should spend on a t-shirt? Oh. is So it's a basic. <laughs> it's a But it's a nice is layer it a graphic, piece. It's <laughs> a lay, is it a graphic tee? It's any t-shirt. We're talking like, I think if we're talking pure basic undershirt, white undershirt, you shouldn't go over 25. Uh-huh. But if we're talking like graphic tee, pocket tee, like something that's not a layering piece, but is the real deal, the main show, a marquee tee. Yeah, like you're going I'll to go, brunch, but it's a nice hot day and it's like, classy. I'll go it's 45. You should never pay over 50 for a t-shirt. My secret is going to Nordstrom Rack, then you're buying 80 to to $100 t-shirts, but th- everything is half off. So Vince, for example, great shirts are like $80. I'm not spending $80 for a t-shirt, yeah, but I- then it pushes it down to 40 and I have a really nice t-shirt for 40 bucks. Here's my theory, though. I think that Vince makes their $80 t-shirts, mm-hmm. and then they also make a shitty version of their t-shirt to give to Nordstrom Rack. Interesting. I don't think you're getting the $80 t-shirt for wow. 40 I think you're getting their $40 bullshit. Interesting. I have to get a real $80 t-shirt then just to just prove to you out. wrong. Yeah. yeah, you do. <laughs> Fuck. I don't have that kind of cash. <laughs> I don't have the capital right now. I started a GoFundMe. <laughs> for a shirt. A GoFundT. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. A lot of more questions. Maybe we'll do a, a number two because we got hundreds of questions. We tried to answer as many as possible. We sure did. Uh, if you have some real questions for us, send them all down to at gmail.com. Uh, Opening theme song is same author as the closing theme song. This is the second part of Chris Byerly's Five for Fighting What If parody. Thanks to Chris for writing in. Thanks to you guys for submitting all your questions. Thanks for listening. Uh, More bonus video Thursday episodes of this show on our Patreon. Oh yeah, baby. Patreon.com slash ja. Uh, Every Thursday, it's either one of those episodes or a Jake and Amir watch. Jake and Amir, we watch our old videos, dissect, divulge secrets, things that we've completely forgotten about. Memories are jogged down memory lane. What are we watching this week? Uh, I think we just watched Grandma and Eighty Cents, the That's Austin right. Powers one. <laughs> Eighty Cents was one that I—it's so I really had no recollection of ever doing. Yeah, they're ten years Give old at this point. Give me Eighty Cents, and I'll butt fuck you. Is something you say. <laughs> so you know it's good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening. Sorry and for the delay. And I'll butt fuck you. <laughs> That's nice. And or I said, or uh, all right, we'll be back next week. Ciao, everybody.
0: Pick up line I can borrow If I don't get it Then I don't get it Maybe they'll answer mine tomorrow If I don't get it Then I don't get it No right from the beginning if you're reading a different question The Game Boy isn't gonna win it What if they advice Sucks? What if they give no fucks? What am I to do? They're making fun of me. Only if I were you. What if they have been short on? What if he pulls a Long With the they only answer to questions from a fans of if I were you.